Ryan, let me just start with you because all six uh, indicted on two felony charges in Nevada. All of them. And by the way, you know, you got a grand jury, right? This is your, your peers, right? This is people, other citizens looking at the evidence and the preponderance of the evidence and coming up with this conclusion. How significant is that? I think it's very significant for those <laughs> six individuals. And then it's also a signal to these false electors in other states. Look at them. They've been left holding the bag. So Donald Trump's not indicted in Nevada. They are. And I think it means there's a lot of pressure on them. Do they want to try to cooperate? Do the folks in mm. Georgia want to try to cooperate? And in Nevada, there's now the idea behind the indictment is that they only had uh, eight days left before the statute of limitations ran. So we have to kind of like watch this space. But then a week from tomorrow, could others be indicted? Could these individuals try to cooperate in order to have that happen? That's ah, in right. other words, it may not just be six. That's right. Okay. All right, which is crucial. Con Congressman Kinzinger, among those six, of course, is the state Republican chair. Yeah. Michael McDonald, Kyung was just talking about yeah. it. Now, Michael McDonald is close to former President Trump. He's introduced him at rallies. Um, in fact, at a recent rally he did, right? So he's continued to, right? This is, this is just uh, in October, end of October. So <laughs> what's your reaction to an indictment like this? And what does it do to someone like McDonald? chair of, a, of the Republican Party in a state, now indicted on a felony count by his peers. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the Republican Party structure, and for that, in all honesty, the Democratic Party structure, too. Party structures don't mean anything anymore. They really have no power. But symbolically, that's huge. He's close to Donald Trump. He introduced him. But the, the cognitive dissonance that occurs in this, where he can say, for instance, well, Joe Biden is president. And then he said, well, was Joe Biden elected president? Well, Joe Biden is president. It's like, first off, if you believe an election was stolen, you should be yelling it from the rooftops. And if you don't, just admit it. And so the problem is the That's base, That's a really though, good point. Yeah. Right? If you still believe it, say <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, look, if, if truly, if the election was stolen, you, if I believe the election was stolen, you would never see me acquiesce to just, oh, Joe Biden's a president even though I think the election was stolen. So the reality of it is every little piece, and this is important for justice because we have to send a message that even though the coup failed, it was still a coup attempt, but there's so much cognitive dissonance within the base to say like, oh, this guy's out fighting for us. Even, you know, even if he admits that Donald Trump never, never won. And so uh, we talked about Ken, Ken Chesbro, um, who is the alleged architect of Team Trump's fake elector plot, by the way, in multiple states, yeah. right? So now, um, you know, you've got him uh, in Georgia, and now here he's working with investigators. Um, <clears throat> what does working with investigators mean? Is that cooperating? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> So it looks like he might have been cooperating with Nevada and that this propelled the Nevada Attorney General towards indicting these six. Yeah. And that on Monday of next week, he's, according to the Washington Post, going to be with the Attorney General of Arizona looking to cooperate. But what does cooperation mean? He gave similar statements to the Georgia prosecutors, but when the Washington Post actually reported what he said, it does not look like he's being fully candid and forthcoming. So a big question, what does cooperation mean and what is Ken Chesbro's definition of cooperation? Because that might change everything. If he's really going on a cooperation tour, then he's going to be able to hand these, these prosecutors really important information that could lead all the way to Donald Trump. But if he's not, and he's going to obfuscate and, and the right. like, which it seems to be what he did in Georgia, then that's Can they rough. call him out? Can they, can, they, can they do anything about it if that's what he's doing? You know, calling it cooperating but not? Absolutely. I think, in fact, he might risk uh, perjury. And if he's lying to these investigators when mm. he's actually supposed to be fully forthcoming, that's a real problem for him. And it just takes the wisdom of the investigators to know the case very well. And what's also now happening in Nevada and Arizona is they can learn from what happened in Georgia, mm -hmm. see how it actually didn't really match up with the full record, and then they could actually press him. So, Congressman, you know, we often hear people compare Trump to 
a mob boss in the sense yeah. that he doesn't have to tell people what to do. They know what yeah, to do. Totally. Well, now he himself is comparing himself to Alvin yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's decided to own that one. Um, and then saying he would act like a dictator if he's reelected president uh, just for day one, which mm -hmm. I guess uh, you could you could look at in any sinister way you wanted if it only takes a day to wipe everything out. Um, he, this is what he said last night during a town hall. To be clear, do you in any way have any plans whatsoever, if reelected president, to abuse power, to break the law, to use the government to go after people? You mean like they're using right now? So, <laughs> under no circumstances, you are promising America tonight, you would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Except Look, for? He's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning? I want to close the border and I want to drill. That's drill, not a that's, drill. That's not, no, no. that's not retribution. I got I'm going to be, I'm going to be, you know, he keeps, <laughs> we love this guy. He says, You're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, No, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. So that Okay, it went back. It was five minutes. Yeah. He never actually gave a real answer to the question. Believe him. How many times do we have to go through this exercise of Donald Trump says something, we don't take it seriously, and then he does the very thing he said. Sean Hannity here is trying to give him on a silver plate an opportunity to try to stop all these rumors about dictatorship. Because all he wanted, because Hannity's question wasn't, are you going to? It's like, you're not going to, right? right all he right. wants he him to say want, is, he yeah. He just wants, like, give me the kiss off answer and let's move along. Yeah, and Donald Trump can't help himself because to him and to his base and to that laughing, adoring crowd, mm -hmm. answers like that are admirable. They're funny. They're great because he's owning the libs. This is the, this is the definition of danger to democracy. And while I can't turn the people that are probably watching him in that town hall, they'll probably vote for him no matter what. It's the people in the middle that are considering Donald Trump because of the economy or whatever. Those are the people that have to recognize the serious things at stake here. Donald Trump, when he says things like, I'll be a dictator on day one, he means it. He's not joking. All right. Thank you both very much.